Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I am your host, Laura Malone, and we're here to talk about life coaching, entrepreneurship, leading yourself well, and lots of spirit-led life and business strategies. So thanks for joining me on this journey, and let's jump into today's episode. Here's what I know. When you first start out as a coach or start your business, in the first year or two or longer, you simply don't have all these big ideas of what your business goals should be and your financial goals and all of that, like how many clients you want to work with this year and what are your numbers? So I feel like that's what a lot of vision and goal setting things are when we're talking about setting goals for our business, all of the workshops and the webinars and the books and the blog posts and even the podcasts tend to focus on numbers. And I'm going to break down what I think somebody who's become a coach recently, like a new coach, should actually set their sights on, like the real goals, (laughs) the things that come before you start throwing out financial goals of, I want to make this much money by the end of the year or by, you know, in my five-year vision, all of those things. I didn't know how much money I wanted to make. I just wanted to make some money. (laughs) So some of the goals I think are, you know, or at least the, the desire and the results that we want are things like, I need to pay my bills or I, I want extra money for X, Y, and Z braces, right? Or I have no idea and I still don't even believe I'm going to make money doing this. So I'm not going to set myself up for disappointment by creating an expectation. (laughs) So I remember having started my business and going to this female business owner workshop. There was a bunch of language I didn't understand, a bunch of goals, a bunch of tasks. I was, I was supposed to do all of this work in this really beautiful binder, but none of these things made sense to me. Things like ROIs and KPIs, Q2 goals, EOY goals, project management terms like epics and sprints. And I was like, none of this means a thing to me. So the workshop that I paid for out of my personal money, (laughs) my husband's income, since I wasn't making any money as a coach yet, was empty and overwhelming and honestly kind of made me feel very sad. Like I just really don't know anything. And do I really have a business if I don't understand this stuff, right? Have you ever heard of known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns? (laughs) I went into that workshop aware that I didn't know everything, but I thought I knew something. I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I left that workshop knowing that I knew next to nothing, that there were far more unknown unknowns out there than I ever could have imagined. And in the beginning, I want to, I think that I would have had different goals if I had known that these were the things to create goals around before I ever decide, I want to make six figures in the first two years and I want to be a millionaire by 2000 and whatever. Like I never really had goals like that. But I always heard people teach about setting goals like that. And in fact, I've paid people for, I've paid for workshops and coaching uh, sessions where like they say, okay, let's just, what is the number that's really who you are? (laughs) 
Who will you be? The woman who makes seven figures? The first woman in your family to make over a hundred thousand? Like I just so many things that actually weren't crossing my mind. And I kept thinking, why do I need, why is that my goal right now? I just want to like, I want to feel that feeling of satisfaction and excitement that I have done what I'm called to do at the end of a session. I want to see the aha moment in my client's eyes. I want to see the tears of joy because something got unlocked for them. That's what I want. Those are my goals, right? And I want to share some of these goals in addition to just doing the work. Like, I just want to coach. That's my goal. You know, I have these 15 things that I would have created goals around if I had known then what I know now. And I, I would have set these goals with action steps and made a greater commitment to myself to stay on track with each one and give it real focus, be intentional and follow through. So goal number one. I would have gotten training as a coach sooner with intention, (laughs) with investment. I spent a lot of time piecemealing so many things and duct typing it all together before I ever made the investment into myself and my knowledge and skills and methods. And I was often like looking back, just resistant and prideful and stuck and probably a little perfectionistic, like I'm not sure that one's the right one for me. I'm not sure that will work or whatever. I suggest you making a goal for your training as a coach, doing your research, make a decision, how you're going to learn about coaching and how you're going to get trained to be a great coach. Then setting whatever finance goals and time goals that you need in, in order to get into the training and finish it completely in a timely manner. Goal number two, set up all your business basics. This means at the very minimum, you need an appointment scheduler with an intake form and contract and appointment info, a business bank account connected to a Stripe payment, like it's a free payment processor account, plus PayPal if you want, and a committed confidential space to do all the client work with whatever documentation you're going to do, okay? I teach all the basics inside the Call to Coach course to help you know exactly what you need with all the documents, contracts, tutorials, and how to set it up. Set a goal to get all the basics set up by a certain date so that you can actually start offering to people that you can coach them so they can sign up and you can start making money doing what you're called to do as a coach, as a living, okay? Goal number three. Oh, well, let's back up for a second. I didn't set that as a goal, the setting up all my business basics. I didn't set that as a goal because I didn't know what those basics were. (laughs) You have the benefit of this podcast and so many other more resources than I had almost a decade ago, like to help you figure it out. So understand that the, the foundation of how a business works, that you need those basics set up so that you can actually create a successful business and get going. Okay. Goal number three, Create content about everything you know and could share with people, and then go learn more about anything you want to share that you don't know yet. Sharing what you know and how you can serve people is literally the best organic marketing out there. Everybody is always afraid, like, how do I find clients and how do I tell people what I can do and I don't know how to voice it? Create content. You develop your knowledge and your expertise. You help them in the long run. 
And then you get to use that content as a way to offer to coach them, to help them further their work past what you've taught. But more than anything, creating content helps you dial in everything that's inside of you. Start with the Niche Clarity course and then go help find the, figure out the core message within you. Then you can start developing content around all that. And as you do, you're going to grow and do research with clients and people in front of you around all that content. And then you're going to learn even more. It's a win-win every way you look at it. You need a container to pour into. So set goals to create some form of content every week. Even if you don't have the container for it created yet, go ahead and create it. Even if it's just in the form of like writing out questions that people might ask or you have asked and then give simple answers or maybe a one-page teaching, you know, pull out your iPad or dictate it on your phone. Like think of a topic that your clients would care about. What do you have to say about it? You can make up problems that you think people might struggle with and then record a video or write it out. How would you coach them here? What kind of questions would you ask them? What would you pull out of them if this was the case? You don't need a live person in front of you to come up with content and to teach something. You need a live person in front of you if you want to coach somebody, but not if you just want to share what you can teach. Goal number four, determine the beliefs that you need to have in yourself and then work towards those beliefs. Do your own personal work. Sometimes you have to determine what you want to believe at some point and then create steps to get there. So let's just say, for example, that the belief you want to move into is, my coaching offer is valued at, is worth $5,000, but you don't believe that right now. So don't tell people that it is worth $5,000 because they will know you don't believe it. You're not going to say it with the confidence that would connect with them. You're not going to have the same energy behind like, I know that I've created something worth $5,000. Even if it costs less than that, you're going to know it's not worth that. It's worth something, but you don't believe it's worth 5,000 and maybe it's not, but it could be. Start with saying, I have created a coaching package worth $1,000. I offer it at the price of 499, but that's okay. So many things that we create in the world are worth more than what we charge for them based on who, who we're meeting and the needs of those people. When you start believing that you create something worth $1,000, you'll grow into the belief that you can create something worth $2,500. Here's the deal. If you don't believe in the worth that you say out loud, people will know it. So you don't have to start at the $5,000 or the $2,500 or even the $1,000. I promise you one day you're going to offer coaching that is of immense value. It's going to be worth it to so many people and those people will pay for it. You don't have to fake it to make it or name it and claim it. Just gracefully walk yourself through the journey one step at a time, helping yourself to begin to believe in your ability to help others first, and then you can start adding like money numbers to it. And remember that just because you start charging, let's say 50 or 75 or 150 to start with, doesn't mean it's not worth 200 or 500 or more even. The value is not always the same as the cost. I offer my, cor- my courses at a very affordable price because I want my ideal clients who don't have a huge disposable income, if any, 
to have access to what I create. But I totally believe that my courses and my coaching is valued three or four times as much or, or more. I, I know it. I believe in it. I didn't used to, but I do now because I know I've created that value. I know I've created something that is worth it, but I don't need somebody to pay what it's worth because I love to over-deliver. So set goals around believing in yourself, your worth, your capacity, your possibilities, and what you create and what you offer, and then set goals of moving into new levels of belief as you progress. Goal number five, create boundaries with your time and hold to them. It's hard when your friends and your family have only known you doing all the other things that you do and expect you to not have this job, this this business you're starting, this coaching thing they don't get. But even if you just set a goal to spend two hours a week on coaching and then determine ahead of time, what is the wisest thing to focus on in those two hours? You're going to be so much further ahead than if you don't do anything. And like a year from now, those two hours a week is going to be, what, 104? Is that right? <laughs> 108? <laughs> What's two times 52? 104. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 104 hours invested. That's a lot of time. That's, a, let's say, two and a half weeks worth of work And if you were to work 40 hours. That, I get a lot done in two and a half hours of business work. If I'm scheduled and I'm really using 40 hours a week, then that is a lot you can get done. And I used to not feel like I had two hours a day, two hours a week. I definitely didn't have two hours a day. But I will remind you that we all have the same amount of time. It's it's not more time that we need. We, we need more um, intention and tools to manage ourselves within the amount of time we have. We have to change our minds about it. So let's see. If you were to do that and then figure out how to communicate this boundary around that two hours with your people, then you set the goal like to figure out what to say and then have a conversation to let the people in your life know, I'm going to be working on my coaching. Here's the protocol if you really believe that it's a life or death circumstance you need to interrupt me for. And this is what you do when you believe I must come find your favorite socks right now, right? This is what it would take to get me to leave the the garage closet I've shut myself in for two hours, okay? This is what that would take. This is This is where the line is drawn. I will leave the garage closet for this, but not that. (laughs) One way to do this is to help them understand that if they want what they want, you're more likely to give it to them with a good attitude if they're respectful of what you want. And I have to say that showing your children, especially how to be determined to do something, how to show respect towards it, to set boundaries, and that life is actually more than just meeting everybody else's felt needs as a mom. It's a hugely valuable lesson they need to learn. Your girls need to learn it so that they can do that for themselves because motherhood is not the only thing we're called to. It is a high honor. It is a beautiful thing. It is hard and ugly, but the most most wonderful thing you'll ever do in your life. And it's not the only thing I am. Like I'm more than a mom. I 
am not just like I have other roles and aspects. I ha- I'm a woman of God, daughter of God first, then I'm a wife, then I'm a mom. And then there's so many more things added to that. And I want to teach my girls that that's the case. And your sons, they need to learn it so that they have a respect for what their wives are called to in the future. Goal number six, navigating obstacles. You have to know things are going to show up in your life. Life is full of great and terrible externally and internally. Your obstacles are always going to be there, but you have to learn to go around them and over them and dig your way through them. You've got to get the tools, whatever you have to do to follow through on the committed decision to becoming a coach and starting your business to serve the people you're called to. You have to do that thing. I remember when I was um, pregnant, my doula telling me doing during labor, the only way through the pain is through the pain. <laughs> that is a life quote for you. I should have paid her more money, um, but I didn't realize then that some of the things she would say to me as my doula in um, pregnancy and labor, they weren't just going to help me through like the delivery of my first child. They were going to help my mindset and how I looked at life. So Hey, Linda, if you're out there listening, send me a request for more money on uh, Venmo. Okay. All right. So back to you listeners, Uh, set a goal to sit down and write out all of the things you feel are obstacles in your life and then create goals to start removing those obstacles or reframing them or figuring out what to do with them and how to live with them or what, what is it you have to do? Write out action steps and give yourself deadlines. Goal number seven, realize the clarity you've gotten from all the action you've already taken. Learn from what you've tried and what didn't and have gratitude over judgment towards your work and action. Have gratitude for the clarity you have after that thing didn't work. Have gratitude for the um, the knowledge you have now after coaching that person and coming away going, wow, I would never want to work with that person again. I don't want to work. I don't want to coach on this topic or I don't think I did a good job. Well, you know what? You know something you didn't know before that session. Have gratitude instead of judgment towards yourself. So create a goal of being thankful on the daily and try to say things out loud in the middle, like in the midst of, in front of breathing humans so that they get to experience the grateful side of you instead of the judging, shaming, offended, perfectionist person Or you can go write in a journal or just put it on your planner or on a post-it note. A couple of things you're grateful for, like let it come out of you. Set another goal to tell one person a day something that will encourage them and show your gratitude for something about them. Gratitude goals are going to be life-changing if you implement them. That's all I can say. Goal number eight, tell people you're a coach so that you can find clients and start right in front of you. Nothing is better than taking imperfect action to see what happens. Go do it for free, do it for cheap, do it on purpose, but do it however you can do it. Set a goal for how many people you will intentionally coach, not just in the checkout lane. Make them actually go through the process of scheduling, even if they don't pay, because you need to learn and practice the client onboarding process anyway. So let all these freebies that you're practicing with, tell them they have to go click here and pick a time and commit to that time. It's important. Think about some goals about how many people every week you'll tell your life coach to. What are you going to say when they ask, what's a life coach? 
How are you going to tell them how you could help them get results in any area of their life if they click this link, right? If you don't know the answers to these questions, then you need to probably get in one or more of my courses and I'll help you. Goal number nine, mindset goals. Practice the work of believing in yourself. You need a mindset of belief. Learn how to self-observe and think about what you're actually thinking because all the things you think become beliefs. Set goals around the mindset and beliefs and paradigm that you actually want to operate from as a coach and a business owner and work towards that. This might sound simple (laughs) to decide what mindset you want to have and go get it. It is not simple. It's going to take a very long time in your life, but it'll be some of the most empowering work you'll probably ever do. You need to believe in yourself. So you have to start doing the, the paradigm shift to make that happen. Nobody else can do it for you. If you don't set a goal and be intentional about it, it's not going to happen. And let me throw in one caveat here. I know I've gone through nine goals, but a goal is something that you truly want. It's a true goal. We're talking about not false goals. It's a true goal and you're going to be intentional towards it and you're giving it parameters and definition. Okay. That's what we're talking about when I say goals. Goal number 10 time management. Let's go back to that workshop that felt like it made everything worse, not better for me. This was another thing that I thought all of these women at least seemed to have. It was a work schedule. (laughs) While I, on the other hand, was homeschooling, you know, three little girls who, and I kept moving every time God would whisper the words pack up. And I, at the time, I think I was on my 18th address and maybe 14, 14 years. I had a traveling husband Sometimes he had health issues. I had no family to support me. I didn't really have friends who supported me because they were busy with their own people and nobody that I knew had any interest. Nobody was like directed in the things I cared about as a coach or even starting a business. So I had nobody to talk about it with. And our ministry that we ran was based on randomly occurring natural and man-made disaster. So no, there was no time management. There was no calendar, no timeline, there was no, not even expectations of any of that. Everything was sp- spontaneous and chaotic at best. I was full of coping mechanisms, defense strategies, buffering skills, all the things, but not time management. Nobody in my family had that skill. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think that I ever knew when I was going to work. I just knew I wanted to. And looking back, I wish that I had tried harder to make committed decisions and create boundaries and just try it to do everything that I wanted to do and like to make it possible. Even if I only scheduled the two hours a week when kids were sleeping, husband didn't need me for work things. uh, I wish that I had spent more focused time doing business things, uh, even creating content, all of these things I'm talking about as goals instead of watching Parenthood on Netflix. I mean, I really loved it, but (laughs) it was too much time. So now I use my time management tool called the Dove Hour. I get it all out of my head and commit it to the Lord. Then I use Monday, which is a a project management tool. I have it on my devices. I lay out everything that I got out of my head. I put it all like when and how all those things are going to get done into Monday. My head is so much clearer now when all of those things are in safe places because I'm always afraid I'm going to forget. So I need to put it in somewhere. And Now there's a place for all of it to go, and it's not just in my phone notes or on post-it notes. So set a goal to get yourself into a time management um, 
process and project management tool because it's going to benefit you. The sooner you do it, the the more it will benefit your business in the long run. Goal number 11, this leads me to the next uh, next right steps being the goal. Have a goal of figuring out what your next right steps are right where you're at. Part of the reason I never did uh, dedicated a whole lot of time and managed myself well inside of the time I had was because I literally didn't know what to do. And so I would get overwhelmed and I was swinging a bat at 10 different trees instead of an ax at just one to take it down. I was tossing, you know, like rice at the wall to see what would stick. I was planting too many types of seeds in all the wrong seasons without testing any of the soil. So I wasn't getting great results when I did focus or give it time because I really wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing at the right time. All of that wandering and duct taping is literally what led me to create the courses that I have, specifically the called to coach course, because I don't want you to waste your time and energy like I did and do all random things and try to duct tape it with freebies instead of actually coaching people and making a difference in the world around you and feeling really satisfied at the end of the day because you got to do what you're called to. Make your goal here to do some research, make some decisions, take some action that gets you clarity, and lay out a plan even if it's not perfect and you're not completely certain it is right. Certainty is highly overrated, but imperfect action is not. Goal number 12, follow through and dedication. I know some of these things don't feel like you should be setting a goal around them, but I think that you have to because you need to define it and you need to be intentional about it. Let's make it a goal. Be Have a goal about being someone who follows through and is dedicated to the thing in front of you. I never have had like a, this absolute, I have to make this much money or we're going to lose the house. Like some people do. I never had that. And I kind of wish I had because I'd be so much further along if I'd had a sense of urgency, but I'm generally not a high adrenaline or urgent person. I'm not very reactive, but I take better action when there's pressure. I do better there uh, under that pressure, right? And I have found that by having a client on the schedule, I show up better, not just for them, but for myself as well. It is one of the greatest parts of coaching that while you serve others, you really grow as your own person, like just holistically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the things. And without that urgency, I often didn't follow through on things I wanted to do. And I was consistently giving myself grace excuses. You know, that, oh, I'll just give myself some grace here. There's no pressure. Uh, you know, those grace excuses are really end up being self-sabotage because it's an excuse, but we're calling it grace. And you know what happens. Urgency, deadline, pressure, all of these things, they create circumstances that help you, our brains make decisions. Knowing the decision is looming, like the waitress is has taken everybody's order but yours. Come on, like you're holding this all up. <laughs> My family knows this, like just make me last. And I don't know what I want until she needs me to know what I want. <laughs> so know the decision is coming. You have to make the decision and then determine to do what that decision actually requires of you. It, it puts your brain into a go mode. Make the goal to do the work around being a committed, dedicated person and coach and business owner. What gets in your way of doing that? How are you going to navigate it when you struggle with it? What do you need to remove or add things, add to your life to help you follow through? 
set goals for yourself around this kind of work. Goal number 13, legacy creation. Think about who you want to be when you get to being you down the road. Being a coach can be one of the most amazing ways to grow into the person you want to be. So make a goal to sit down and consider who you want to become both in your personal and professional life, in your finances, in your health and fitness, in your relationships, your motherhood, your fatherhood, your your marriage, like all of the things. Decide who that is. Define him or her. Get it clear and then decide what steps you have to take to get those results and then make a committed decision to go after them. I have a document inside of Monday, um, my project management tool that I look out every day in order to remember the legacy that I've chosen and committed to creating. And it helps encourage me to become the woman, to be the woman that I'm becoming. If you're familiar with the pearl practice that we talk about here, the um, the work that I do, this all flows right into that, that legacy. And goal number 14, boundaries around all of the rest of your responsibilities. I'm going to assume that some of you, if not all of you are high responsibility people because we're helping hearted people. <laughs> if you're um, in the coaching area, I, I struggle with overhelping. I don't even overeat much, but I do overhelp. I overcare. And then my carer breaks. It pours out. It gets all over everybody and it is an ugly mess and I have to clean it up by myself. So determine what all of your true responsibilities are in life and set a goal to remove all of the false responsibilities that you carry and manage the, the true responsibilities with focus and give them time frames and set boundaries around them. Make it a goal that you live a boundaried life that you only carry the responsibilities that are truly yours to carry and that you are not on 24-7 for all of the people in front of you. Goal number 15, my last one. Being faithful to steward the money that you make is um, really important. But this, I want you to think about it differently. Are you being faithful to steward the calling on your life? I think I wish that I had known how strong the calling as a coach on my life really was so long ago. I didn't believe it for a long time. It didn't feel real yet. I don't know what I was waiting for. I don't know what I thought would make it feel real. (laughs) But I would have made it a true goal to steward the calling better in a timely manner with respect to the one who called me and what he was asking me to do. So Consider that and then make it a goal to actually steward the calling on your life well. Define it and get intentional about it. Commit it to prayer daily and weekly and talk to the Lord about it and invite God to be your CEO. So all that said, I would recommend, since I literally created my courses for you to skip all the stuff I did that was passive action, buffering, confusion, unbelief, go take the niche clarity course. That's the step number one. Figure out the core message inside of you. Everything is already there. What God has put in you, in your life, it is time to polish what's already shining. Then jump into the Call to Coach course and follow the simple, streamlined plan that will help you take every step you need to take with focus to get your online coaching business set up so you can make money doing what you're called to do. And then if you want to get trained and certified as a Sterling and Stone Life Coach, 
that will um, let you be listed in my coaching directory, get you on the podcast, network with other like-hearted coaches, and work more with me, then you can jump into the greenhouse course where I'm teach you the foundations of coaching, but also help you learn how to implement coaching skills that will ultimately become your own seeds that you get to plant in your clients so that both of you grow and bear good fruit. You've got this friend. I just want to remind you of that. You can make all those other big goals around making millions of dollars and traveling Europe for six months every year later. Okay. In the first couple of years, your true goals are to love God and make him known in the earth. And walk in your calling as a means to do that. So remember that all things are possible. All things are figure outable. And you are worth the journey into both. Hey friends, don't forget to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group if you haven't already. So you can connect with like-directed people and get free resources and ask for feedback. All the things that are going to help support you on your calling as a coach. I hope to see you in there and don't forget to subscribe to the show.